0: You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Good to have you along. If I sound a little down today, oh, what happened? The SEC canceling games left and right. COVID outbreak across the SEC this week. Auburn, the latest program to pause team activities after a bunch of positive tests. But the big news not one, but two games in the SEC canceled this week or postponed, rather, this weekend. Make sure I use the right terminology. We're not canceling games, we're just postponing them. The problem is you're running out of dates and time slots to reschedule postponements. But uh, in case you missed it, obviously earlier in the week, Auburn at Mississippi State has already been postponed. Yesterday, the news that both Alabama LSU and Texas A&M Tennessee both postponed. Uh, A&M Tennessee is scheduled rescheduled for that open date in December. Alabama LSU cannot be rescheduled as of this recording because LSU's playing Florida in their makeup game that week. I just wonder what's going to happen with that game. Does that still need to be played? Kind of unfair if Florida's playing Alabama in the SEC title game that Florida's got to play an, ex, an extra game that's meaningless, while Alabama gets an extra week to sit. So, so much that that is constantly changing. But as of now, the LSU Alabama game for Saturday is a no go. We will discuss the latest from the Alabama side of things with Locked On Bama host Luke Robinson. Looking forward to talking with him. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcasts, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day, five days a week. All right, The big news from yesterday, Alabama at LSU and Texas A&M at Tennessee, both games scheduled for this Saturday, November 14th, have been postponed due to a combination of positive tests contact tracing and subsequent quarantining of individuals uh this coming from sec commissioner greg sankey while it's unfortunate to have multiple postponements of the same week we began the season with the understanding interruptions to the schedule were possible we've remained focused throughout the season on the health of everyone around our programs we must remain vigilant within our programs and in our communities to prevent the spread of the virus and to manage activities that contribute to these interruptions it was announced of course, Monday, Auburn and Mississippi State has been postponed due to positive tests. And uh, now Texas A&M, Tennessee, uh, and Auburn and Mississippi State, both those games tentatively rescheduled for December 12th because LSU is already scheduled for their uh, rescheduling game against Florida. The Alabama-LSU game will need to be re-evaluated and we'll see when that game happens. And, of course, the uh, SEC football schedule... They could include playing a game on, on December 19th when the SEC championship game happens, but, you know, if Alabama's playing in that, they can't play LSU that day. So, man, just a whole lot to figure out here in the next couple of weeks, but we all got to call audibles. Everybody's having to make changes. So as of right now, the recording of this podcast, we still have four games slated for this weekend. Now, Georgia at Missouri is a little bit in question, and Vanderbilt at Kentucky is a little bit in question. Apparently uh, Kentucky has had some COVID cases they're dealing with, and Missouri is dealing with some of their own. So as of now, those games are scheduled to happen, but anything could change within the next 72 hours. Uh, real quick from the AM side, Billy Lucci, who covers the Aggies for Texas aggs he said that uh, earlier yesterday he was fully expecting them to reschedule the game. He said uh, it, it could also have an impact on the Aggs game against Ole Miss next weekend. He so said when the uh, Aggie Athletic Director Ross Bjork said a dozen of players were in contact tracing, the writing was on the wall. He so said between a couple of positive tests they uh, and, and contact tracing, on top of season-ending injuries, they just didn't have enough guys to to field the team. And that's becoming the standard with everything going on, is you got to have the 53 players available. On top of you have to have at least one quarterback, you have to have at least a full offensive line, defensive line, so on and so forth. Think of all the positions across you know the, the SEC that you need to fill. Let's hear a little bit from John Talty. He was on with Paul Feinbaum yesterday. Here's the latest from him at AL.com on the SEC cancellations. Arkansas and
2: Florida and South Carolina and Ole Miss look to be okay as of right now. Every other game, I think you could say there are at least some questions surrounding it. And as you kind of led off with, we now have three games that have been postponed with the addition of Alabama, LSU, and also Tennessee, Texas A&M.
1: A uh, Kentucky spokesperson released a statement yesterday on the rumors the Vandy game could be postponed. The quote was, Kentucky looks forward to hosting Vanderbilt Saturday as currently scheduled. So Kentucky planning to uh, still go ahead with the game. All this news kind of overshadowed the news out of Auburn that Auburn joined Texas A&M in pausing team activities after nine players and three staff members tested positive over the weekend. That's a lot. When we talk about LSU had four positives, AM had two, Auburn comes out and goes, oh, yeah, by the way, we had nine players and three staff members test positive. That's a big number. Uh, Gus Malzahn also mentioned a number of other individuals have gone into the 14-day quarantine as a result of the contact tracing. But these are the first positive tests at Auburn since fall camp in mid-September. Auburn's game against Mississippi State, as we know, has been postponed. Uh, here was what Gus Malzahn had to say.
2: We found out uh, that we'd not be playing this Saturday versus Mississippi State uh, because they didn't have enough scholarship guys to, to play. Um, we've had our own issues uh, that started uh, since our off week. Uh, as far as COVID concerned, we've had nine players test positive, three staff members uh, test positive. Uh, we're pausing our workouts currently right now and practice until we get this thing under control and we're testing every day. Um, to get this thing under control. You know, the unique thing about it is we had seven straight weeks where we had zero positives. So our guys did a really good job, but we'll get this thing under control and, uh, and and get prepared to play our next game.
1: You know, we're looking at these week eight games in the FCC. We need to start thinking about week nine with some of these programs. If uh, Auburn's just putting guys in the 14 day quarantine now, that means you may have some guys in jeopardy of the Tennessee Auburn game, which is scheduled for. Week nine of the conference, LSU at Arkansas week nine, you know, is LSU going to have enough guys ready by then? You know, you can't help but look ahead and wonder, are some of the games next week maybe in question already, just with the rules of the quarantining and and 14-day, you know, isolation through contact tracing. Uh, Sam Pittman, Arkansas head coach, his follow-up COVID test yesterday confirmed the initial positive results. So Sam Pittman is out with the coronavirus. He will not be able to coach in Saturday's game against Florida. Barry Odom will serve as the interim coach against the Gators on Saturday. Good news for Arkansas. None of their players, uh, as of now, tested positive, and sounds like Florida is good to go as well. Florida announced they have been COVID-free so far in the entire month of November so far. Zero positives this month. That's great news. Going to be fun to watch Arkansas-Florida. But the Arkansas Razorbacks, I'm willing to bet, wish they had their head coach, Sam Pittman, on the sidelines for it. Not to say Barry Odom can't do a good job. It's just some unfortunate news. So that is the latest on all the coronavirus news that's out there. My goodness, it's just its not great if you're you're an SEC fan, but this is the reality we're dealing with. As of now, four scheduled games that happen on Saturday, Georgia and Mizzou in Columbia, Missouri, 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern. That's on ESPN. Also 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern, you'll have Vandy at Kentucky, that one on the SEC Network. And then two night games, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, you'll have Arkansas at number 6 Florida on ESPN, and 6.30 uh, Central to 7.30 Eastern, you'll have South Carolina at Ole Miss, that one on the SEC Network. Let's hear what John Tolte had to say on Paul Feinbaum about CBS losing the Alabama-LSU game because this was a big deal. It's going to follow the Masters or we're supposed to. It's
2: put CBS in a tough spot. You know, it's kind of a weak SEC slate to begin with before we saw all these games getting postponed. Uh, their options are essentially Arkansas-Florida, South Carolina- Ole Miss, you know, maybe that Kentucky game. Not a whole lot there to choose from. And so there's going to be a, a pretty significant ratings hit, and what you might see in kind of the in industry terms, you might have to kind of give back some of the money that they might have booked.
1: So, yeah, if you missed it there, John Tolte followed this up, basically saying after he talked with the big wigs at CBS, CBS will not air an SEC game this weekend after the Alabama LSU game got postponed. So CBS following their master's coverage, I guess they'll just rerun episodes of Young Sheldon or something in its place. But they will give up because there was some thought, okay, maybe CBS could look to carry Arkansas-Florida or maybe South Carolina-Ole Miss. I understand they're not the greatest matchups, but at least it gives you something uh, sports-wise to put on in that spot. Now, the... SEC on CBS crew will get a week off with the game being postponed. So just unfortunate all around. All right, when we return, we're going to get into some actual SEC news of stuff that's happened outside of cancellations. We'll get into a little bit of that. We'll hear from some of the head coaches, Will Muschamp, Derek Mason as well, and also Dave Bartu from College Football Matrix, kind of throwing out some ideas about coaches on the hot seat. That's coming your way next. Also, a little bit later in the show, we're going to talk with Luke Robinson from Locked on Bama, get a full discussion on the Alabama Crimson Tide. All that coming next. It's Wednesday. That means return of the Mac. We've got some mac football tonight on the tube. And that means you need to pick yourself up a six-pack of fresh, cold Coors Light. One game on ESPN, one game on ESPNU, one game on CBS Sports, And one silver can with Blue Mountains in your hand while you watch college football. All three games tonight are close point spreads, so should be some very entertaining games. We know watching football is therapeutic. It is your uninterrupted me time, and it is an excuse to chill and drink beer. Coors Light is the official beer of watching any sport, just hanging out and enjoying a beer. Get your relaxing Wednesday night going. With, uh, with some Coors Light tonight is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that is made to chill. And remember, you can get Coors Light in the new look can delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Y'all, the holidays are coming up. You know you're going to be stuffing your face at Thanksgiving and at Christmas. So maybe it's time to start thinking about making some healthier choices now So you can indulge later. And the best way to do that is getting your hands on a Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. We tell you this all the time. Six new flavors to go along with their 12 original flavors. I tell you guys, the cookies and cream is my favorite. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. You're talking 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, The best alternative to eating the junk food that you guys are always eating out there. Check them out right now. Go to BuiltBar.com. You can search which bars you want, throw them in your cart. And when you do that, remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON and you're going to get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Roll along here on Locked On SEC. Yeah, the unfortunate news: three games postponed already in the conference this weekend. Alabama at LSU, Texas A&M at Tennessee, joining Auburn at Mississippi State. All three of those games not happening this weekend. Postponed. Can't say cancel because they're getting most of them getting rescheduled, but still some questions. To be had there regarding LSU Alabama as LSU Florida is already in that makeup spot, but Georgia at Mizzou, Vandy at Kentucky, Arkansas at Florida, at South Carolina, Ole Miss still scheduled as of now all to take place. But of course, a lot can change between now and this weekend. All right, let's get to some non-COVID news. We'll start with over at Georgia. News broke out yesterday that quarterback Jamie Newman has accepted an invitation to the Reese's Senior Bowl in Mobile. I did find it funny that the Senior Bowl tweeted out the announcement with a picture of Newman in a Georgia jersey from over the summer. I probably would have gone with a picture of him in a Wake Forest jersey, considering he never took a snap for the Bulldogs. But nonetheless, we wish Jamie Newman luck as he continues to start preparing for the next level. He will, uh, you know, it'll be one of those things where what could have happened for Georgia this year had they had that veteran, experienced quarterback under center. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Stetson had has been the guy, and it's been the mixed results that we have seen. And I read a good article from uh, Seth Emerson the other day where he's talking about how you know Jake Fromm uh, a year ago decides to declare for the draft. He ends up, you know, a situation with the Buffalo Bills getting drafted really late, and you know he's in a spot where he's not playing right now. George is in a spot where they're wondering, you know, who's their quarterback or who could be the guy to, to really. Help take them to that next level, and you know, in hindsight, maybe another year around with Fromm could have helped. But uh, again, that's all in the rearview mirror. But Georgia, the playoff hopes for the first time in a while, kind of uh, spoiled here, as they will not be playing for a national championship or, or not with a chance to go to the playoff uh, this season. I did see our buddy Connor O'Gara from Saturday Down South tweeted out. He said, "Look, I'm seeing so many people tweeting out that Kirby Smart is Mark Richt or." He's Mark Rick 2.0. Connor said, here's something that gets lost in the shuffle. On Saturday, Kirby Smart will snap a streak of 45 consecutive games played as a top 10 team. And Mark Rick's 15 years at Georgia, his longest such streak, was 14 games as a top 10 team. So it is impressive what Kirby has been able to do at Georgia and make them so relevant as a top 10 team for so long in his short tenure at Georgia, I think that is certainly something you have to tip your cap at. One other Georgia note, the reserve tight end Colby Wyatt has entered the transfer portal, so that's a guy on the move. We'll keep an eye on where he ends up. Over at South Carolina, multiple players rallied to support Will Muschamp this week after fan backlash has increased after their blowout loss to Texas A&M. Tight end Nick Muse and running back Deshaun Fenwick, or among the players who supported Muschamp on Tuesday, Muse even said he would take a bullet for Will Muschamp. Here's what Will Muschamp had to say about the support from his players. Well, I don't think they'd say I was an asshole, you know. We got a game on Saturday, right? But uh, no, you know, we have a, a great group of young men in that locker room that, uh, you know, I appreciate their support and I support them, and we ride together, and we need to win a football game. That'll make everybody happy. Muschamp followed up saying that he uh, he talked with Ray Tanner. He said they talk all the time about where the program is, what we need to do to be successful. He said Ray Tanner's been very supportive like he has been for the past four years. Mustchamp was also asked what confidence he has in his team having what it takes to turn it around in the middle of adversity. He said these guys are angry and upset and they want to play better and we need to coach better. We all need to do both. So that's from uh, Will Muschamp. Uh, over at Vanderbilt, Derek Mason was asked about uh, his next opponent, which is Kentucky, coming up this weekend. The Kentucky you know, continues to be you know, I'm in a football team that's uh, physical. I know they had a, an, an off week, but Coach Stoops has done a really good job, uh, along with Eddie Grand and that, that group up there, of solidifying their identity. Uh, they know who they are. They're run first, pass second. You know, It's physical. They like to control the clock. We understand that, you know, man, that's that's a challenge. They want to play football in the phone booth. Of course, Vanderbilt looking for their first win in the season. They'll try to do that against Kentucky on Saturday. A note from over at Ole Miss, their offensive lineman Royce Newman sat down for his press conference yesterday. He was about to start talking, but Lane Kiffin bursted into the Zoom frame, dropped a package on his lap, and said, Senior Bowl, congrats. So Royce Newman, offensive lineman for Ole Miss, said he plans on going pro after this year and will play in the Senior Bowl. Um, congrats to him getting the uh, the invite there. as sounds like a lot of guys around the country are starting to get those invites from the Reese's Senior Bowl, which has gotten bigger and bigger year in and year out and has become a great launching board for a lot of guys who are seniors who maybe you know, look, a lot of them will, may be highly touted first, second, third-round picks, but this is a great event for those guys who may be those fourth to, to seventh-rounders, even undrafted guys that can get a really hard look from scouts around the league. Over at LSU, Coach Ed Ogeron maybe backtracked a little bit on his comments about Mac Jones. Last week he was asked about uh, comparing Mac Jones to Joe Burrow. Coach O said at the time, well, look, there's only one Joe Burrow and there probably only will be one Joe Burrow. Some people saw that as a slap in the face to Mac Jones yesterday Ed Ogeron saying, well, quote, somebody asked me to compare Mac Jones to Joe Burrow and he very well may be. So Ed giving a little bit more of a tip of the cap to Mac Jones, albeit that was ahead of a game that was supposed to happen this weekend and now is not between LSU and Alabama. Last thing I wanted to get to this uh, on the Chuck Oliver show the other day, Dave Bartu, who's CFB Matrix on Twitter, does a good job diving into the numbers of college football and keeping up with all the news in college football. Dave Bartu was asked about you know coaches on the hot seat. I think a lot of us thought this year is going to be very easy for coaches that are on the hot seat because nobody's going to fire anybody in a... Uh, "Quote unquote down year with COVID and not having much money in the athletic budget and everybody taking a hit. Some coaches asking to take salary cuts. Here was Dave Part Two on that notion.
0: Last week was a bloodletting. Absolutely, I, there was I couldn't believe. Let's just say that the the level of hot seat went from zero to sixty in about twelve hours on Saturday. You know, this whole idea that 2020 is a buy for everybody, it actually might be one of the biggest turnover years you've ever seen. Because there were a lot of programs that performed so poorly this weekend. And I, I know it's one game, mm-hmm. uh, but, but it's kind of a manifestation of, of, of years of kind of discontent. And I think when the fan base hits their breaking point, it hits the breaking point. You know, so I think we could all agree Tennessee going on the road to an Arkansas in year four of Pruitt, year game six of Pittman, uh, and getting beat like that—that's terrible. You know, South Carolina at home, getting beat like that—I I think a lot. You know, I think those two fan bases uh, and maybe some other people really reached their breaking point.
1: So there you go. That was uh, Dave Bartu on the Chuck Oliver show. I thought those those are some interesting comments because. A lot of us maybe thought guys like Jeremy Pruitt and Will Muschamp would get a pass. We know about the buyouts at a lot of these schools, how big it can be and how uh, insurmountable the money can seem to get rid of a coach. But ultimately, if a school decides we're done with you, they can make it happen. There are boosters out there with money that will find a way to make it happen. So uh, interesting notion there. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but we'll see at season's end if some programs are just fed up with coaches and if the money is there for a buyout and if they're willing to make a change, we shall see. When we return, we're going to talk all things Alabama football. No game against LSU this week, but still a lot to discuss with the Crimson Tide. We'll do that next with Luke Robinson of Locked on Bama. Locked on SEC Funeral Edition continues here. I'm just kidding, but 3 games axed already this weekend in the SEC. Will there be more? As of the time of this recording, we're only we only have 3 canceled, but man, I remember last week when I spent all week talking about, "Hey, it's the last weekend with only four SEC games. We get a full slate of SEC games the rest of the year, every week from here on out." Well, that has unfortunately come to uh non-fruition we will have some canceled games this weekend including the big revenge game between Alabama and LSU and join us now to talk a little bit about that game that won't happen is our buddy Luke Robinson from Locked on Bama Uh, Luke as an LSU graduate myself let me just say how sad I am that we will not get LSU Alabama this weekend yeah it's definitely a sad time
2: it was going to be a great moment uh, I think just for college football in the sense that You know, we were going to have a great lead in from the Masters. Right. It was going to be perfect, right? Um, But, you know, now apparently there's a a storm headed to Augusta, which may affect the Masters, uh, I've seen. And, man, uh, it's 2020. It's just 2020. What do you want me to say?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of us just can't wait to turn the calendar on what this year has been. Um, Talk a little bit about from the standpoint of, look, Alabama was going to steamroll LSU. We know the, the line opened at. 20-and-a-half, it was up to 22-and-a-half, and almost up to, you know, Bama was almost a 28-point favorite before they started taking it off the board from a lot of sports books. But from a standpoint of Alabama coming off of a bye week and now with another bye week, this is a team that was clicking on all cylinders and, and you know, the offense has been ridiculously good. You know, d- does the layoff have any, you know, do we see Alabama come out maybe not as fresh when they finally get back on the field having two weeks off? Well, I think
2: that's going to be, I hate to be so uh, vague and ambiguous about this, but maybe it's just a day-to-day thing. I mean, look, Alabama could be dealing with a COVID situation by the time their next game rolls around, the way things are going. So who knows? But I would say if if all things stay the way they are, I, I think that actually another bye week would help Alabama as much as anything in this sense. First of all, Trey Sanders, who was making a move to be the number two running back, uh, he was involved in a car wreck. He's probably done for the year, it seems like. So I think this gives Alabama time to get uh, Jace McClellan or Roydale Williams uh, some opportunity at practice to, to move into that number three role and see how they can progress uh, versus uh, you know having no time at all to deal with that and then going to play LSU. Because, look, I know the, the spread was 24, 25, maybe even up to twenty eight. But LSU-Alabama is still LSU-Alabama, and they're going to come and they're going to hit hard. And so you've got to to have some guys prepared, and I think that getting these young freshmen a chance to get some extra practice time can't be a bad thing. And meanwhile, uh, Alabama has been a little banged up. It's going to give... Maybe a, another freshman wide receiver to, to move into more of a role of Jalen Waddle. Nobody can be Jalen Waddle, but at least they can get some more reps before they actually have a game time. So, look, it's not the worst thing in the world. It, it's bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, everybody wants to play. Alabama wanted to play. There's no doubt in my mind. But uh, I'm trying to silver lining this thing.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing. You know, Alabama's last game against Mississippi State was played on Halloween night their next game, as scheduled right now, would be November 21st against Kentucky. I mean, that's a three yeah. three weeks in between. It's crazy to think to think about that. But um, as we look at this team, uh, let's talk a little bit about the football aspect. It, it is crazy impressive what Mac Jones. Has been able to do at the quarterback spot. It's funny, Luke. Coming into the season, my expectations for Mac Jones. You know, when people said how good do you think he could be, I kind of said, you know, maybe AJ McCarron like, like maybe he could be Blake Sims like. He's as much in the category as Tua as anything in terms of you know high caliber, one of the best quarterbacks Alabama has seen in some time. Uh, Would you agree with that assessment?
2: Oh, there's no doubt. And look. I, I'm one of the morons who said in the summer, eventually Bryce Young is going to take that <laughs> position because I was just in love with Bryce Young as a high school prospect. Uh, people, A lot of people probably know this. If you follow recruiting, he faced off against uh, DJ Uyunglele in California, and, and he looked better, actually. Uh, he ended up being the number one prospect in the country by some services. And I still love the kid. I mean, he's got Kyler Murray written all over him. Um, but – man, Matt Jones has just done his thing. And and the thing that I love about Matt Jones, he stays within himself. I mean, he's not a scrambler. He has scrambled a couple of times, uh, but it's almost to the surprise of the the entire fan base and defense and and the offense, truly, uh, because that's just not what he does. And he also knows the weapons he has at wide receiver. So he, he puts it out at a spot where, hey, I won't throw it up there. You go get it. And when you have a Devontae Smith And when you've got a John Metchie and when you used to have a Jalen Waddell, those guys usually can go get it. They're frisbee-catching dogs.
1: Well, when we talk about uh, Florida and what Kyle Trask has done, I mean, he has been so impressive. He was my pick before the season to be uh, all SEC quarterback preseason, but Mac Jones is certainly making a case. And obviously, when you talk about if you're the best quarterback in the SEC, you're obviously going to be in the Heisman conversation. Um, when I look at both the schedules of what's remaining, I mean, Alabama, I would think you're rooting hard for Auburn to win so that, you know, Auburn is ranked maybe in the top 20 when you guys play them at the end of the season. So that would be another feather in the cap but for Florida down the stretch of the season it's all unranked teams Vandy, Kentucky, Tennessee, LSU a lot's going to hinge on what happens in the SEC championship game but is it as simple as whoever outplays the other one in the SEC title game is probably going to be the Heisman winner? I think that could be the case
2: now of course Justin Fields is in there somewhere but uh you know who knows with the number of games they may end up playing. Um, I think it is going to be a Mac Jones and Kyle Trash type of thing. Now, the the thing Mac has going for him, obviously, is um, he beat Texas A and M, um, and he beat another good quarterback in Kellen Mond. You know, you talked about the All SEC preseason. This is why making preseason teams is kind of crazy because I think a lot of people actually had either Kellen Mond or even Bo Nix in the discussion um and Trask and, and uh and Matt Jones are clearly the class of uh this quarterback class in the SEC there's no doubt right now but um going back to that game that potential game in the SEC championship it could come down to that and I think that um it would be a fun game because both de- defenses are susceptible to big plays, and both of them have given up a lot of points. I think Alabama's defense is coming around a little bit more than Florida's right now, and eventually by the time that game rolls around, I think Alabama's defense will be the better defense. But And if Alabama had Jalen Waddle, I'd say it'd be a no contest. But uh, this Florida team, they look pretty strong against Georgia, and uh, I think it's going to be a fun, fun SEC title game.
1: Let's talk about scheduling fallout here, real quick, Luke, because we know Saturday, December twelfth, is that weekend that the SEC reserved as you know the rescheduling date, and we already know you know obviously they've got a, a whole slate of games already scheduled for that date between the end of the regular season and the SEC championship game as of now. LSU is scheduled to play Florida in their makeup game that was postponed from a couple weeks ago. We now know LSU-Alabama has been postponed. Obviously, that can't be played on that date. LSU can't play two games in one day. What do you think from an aspect of, if it comes down to it, if neither game means anything, in other words, if Florida win or lose that game is going to Atlanta and Alabama win or lose is going to Atlanta, would it make sense for the SEC just to maybe cancel the LSU-Florida game? Because I think Alabama fans will say, look, we don't, we shouldn't have to play. We should have a week off before the SEC title game. But I think Gator fans would have that same argument. Hey, why do we have to play this makeup game if Alabama doesn't have to play theirs? No, I totally agree. I hope that's what the SEC does, frankly. Look, this is a different year.
2: People are going to try and, uh, and say, well, that's not fair for this to happen and that to happen, and everybody else had to play. 10 games in Alabama and Florida only get nine or whatever. But you know what? If Alabama and Florida went out to that weekend, it doesn't matter. So there's really no sense in playing it. And in fact, if I were the SEC office, I'd say, look, here's the deal. Georgia, I mean, excuse me, Florida and Alabama, you guys don't have to play anybody. LSU, if you want to pick somebody up, anybody, you know, whoever you want to pick up, pick them up. Somebody out there will take a payday to come into Baton Rouge so that you can at least make a little bit of tourism money from that, okay? Um, but it, otherwise, it makes no sense to, for the SEC to make Alabama or Florida play a game where somebody could get hurt, somebody could get uh, COVID, you know, a, a litany of things could happen, when the SEC is much better off having a one-loss Florida team play an undefeated Alabama team, and should Florida win that game, there is a great chance both of them get in the playoffs. So I think it behooves the SEC to say, let's see how this goes. For right now, we're going to keep it as is. But if things get to the point where it's uh, solid that Alabama and Florida will be playing, and both of them went out to that weekend, let's just let them play in the SEC championship game and be done with it.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know what? I vote that with LSU looking for an opponent, maybe they can get Tennessee with how tano has been playing, or maybe maybe Vandy LSU round two. Schedule that one again for that uh, that date if you're letting LSU schedule an, an opponent. Luke Robinson locked on Bama is the podcast. I guess Luke, what are you guys talking about all this week? With you had a week to fill last week with a week off, and now this week with no LSU Alabama game. What are you guys talking about on the podcast?
2: Well, I think the the most fun thing we've been talking about is how this year the number one seed probably means more than any time that the playoffs have been in existence. Because if you think about the number one seed, right, whoever gets that, and assuming it's Alabama, okay, if they finish undefeated. Well, if Notre Dame and and Clemson meet in the rematch, which we assume they will, if Notre Dame wins it, well, that means Notre Dame's probably pretty good, so you don't necessarily want to play them round one, and uh, they'll be a two seed anyway. And then Ohio State, assuming they went out, which the Big Ten looks mostly like garbage except for the for Ohio State, um, then you've got to assume they'll be two or three. So you avoid the two best teams. Or if Clemson wins the rematch Notre Dame, they'll be a two or three seed. So you avoid any of those teams. And you get to play somebody like, uh, you know, whoever you want to throw in there, probably a Cincinnati or, um, you know, maybe a Texas A&M who Alabama's already beaten. Or, I mean, I'm I'm just throwing out some BYU or some random names out there. uh, Or maybe an Oregon team that only has six games under its belt. So I, I feel like the number one seed is as important as it's ever been, even though the number one seed had never won the college football playoffs
1: it's absolutely crazy Luke Robinson. you can follow him on Twitter at LS robinson 21 and of course Locked on Bama is the podcast you guys definitely want to go check it out and subscribe uh, again Luke as an as an LSU fan all I gotta say is man next year I can say it's been two years since Bama beat LSU so I guess, I guess they'll be able to beat their chest on that one yeah I, look that's one <laughs> reason this pisses me off so don't get me started <laughs> love it great stuff Luke let's do it again soon man all right, buddy. Thank you. All right. Luke Robinson there, Locked on Bama, is the podcast. Does a great job on that. You want to check it out. Uh, those guys, uh, they'll have a lot to discuss. I mean, what do you do? Do you go into like summer topics now? Like, let's, let's rank the best Alabama running backs of all time. <laughs> like, man, you're, it, I just can't imagine having, you know, over two weeks off between games. Like we said, I mean, Alabama's last game was played on Halloween night. Their next scheduled game will be November 21st against. Kentucky, crazy. This is the Locked On SEC podcast, and that is just about going to do it for this edition of the show. Appreciate all you guys for uh, for listening, and remember to subscribe to our podcast. We are here for you five days a week, talking all things SEC football. And more importantly, I want to remind you guys, if you, we got any NBA fans out there, a reminder to check out our buddies over at Locked On NBA. They are starting up their mock draft this week ahead of next week's NBA draft. So if you're an NBA fan, you have to check out Locked On NBA podcast. They're going to be doing a full mock draft. So if you got an NBA team that has a draft pick this year, i will be doing a little mock action. I, I forgot who even declared. Who's in this draft class? I have to go listen to those guys for a little bit of refresher. That's going to do it for us. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hopefully no more cancellations of the SEC. Goodness gracious. Y'all be good. We'll talk to you tomorrow.